0: What's good with you? Johan Francis, CSCS, right here. This is Ego Killer. On the show, we cover all the moves you need to make in the gym to help you move better outside in life. EgoKillershow.com, Ego Killer newsletter on Substack. Hopefully, you're making this week one of the best weeks of training you've ever had in your life. I want you to think. About why this past week Was the best week you've ever spent Training and getting after it What type of goals did you get through Hopefully you did just a little bit If we even think hard enough about it We can think And this is something that I'm constantly pro is We can think about something That we did accomplish All we have to do is Count the W's We gotta count the wins It's too easy for us to look at everything in the jaded lens of taking L's, of not doing enough, of actually going from being really shit with our efforts into being good or the other way around. But it's really a lot more rare for us to sit back and count our W's. It's not built in to our society to take full pride in that regard. Not for all of us, right? I think a lot of us are starting to understand that it is super-duper important, but this really is a paradigm shift that is rather novel, right? We, as a society, we don't really feel comfortable counting Ws, and when we do that, we're accused of being narcissistic or egotistical, right? You're not supposed to be out here showing out, but you kind of need to do something in between, count your Ws. If I sit back... And ask you guys to think about the last time you won. Hopefully all you guys come up with answers. Right? Hopefully everybody has an answer about the last time that they did something better than they did. The time before they got better. The object every time you step in the gym is to get better at the thing that we're doing. Sometimes getting better, constantly pushing to get better is a little bit tiring. And I see it. In you guys, a lot of the times you'll come in with the highest of hopes, right? And, well, once we get to that uh, catalyst point, that that, that event, we, we kind of change gears. We downshift into a new energy, and that energy is a little bit more lethargic. It's a little bit less excitable, right? It's a little bit less activated than when we came into the gym to work out when we had our goals on high, and I'm going to take a step back to talk about it. I want you guys to think about your training season all year round. I talk about it a lot. I talk about how you guys need to be staying active. But I want to atomize it just a little bit more. I want to kick a little bit more deeply about the nature of what you call inside of strength and conditioning, which is periodization, which is how much time you spend doing different types of training over the length of a season. And all that means is you have to shift your global foci or your focus around inside of a training season. you got to. The idea of periodization, it came from a guy, Leo Matveev. I probably botched that. He was a lifter back in the day, right? And he comes up with a series of kind of tessellated training regimens, all with a different focus within the context of a season. And each one of those blocks, those training blocks, There is a measure of repetition and volume and how hard, basically, you're working out, right? At the end of the day, I'm going to ask you what your RPE, how you feel. I'm going to ask you how you feel inside of a training day. You'll tell me. You'll tell me it's a six, it's a five, it's really hard, I'm dying, or, yeah, that was easy. Whatever that is for that day, that right there is going to determine how hard you worked out. Well, we don't always want it to be ten. This guy, Matt didn't want it to always be a ten. An 8 every time. Well, 10 is theoretically like, you know, call call the – get the gurney. But uh, he didn't want it to always be as high as possible in your training days. Your training days should never be repeated maximal outputs day after day. You need time to drill. You need time to work on specificity. You need time to do high repetition. All right? And each one of his training blocks kind of focused on one of those – Modes one of those energy systems, okay? What that prevents is burnout. What I see a lot of the time, and I've talked about this before, is a little bit too much burnout. You can't burn out when it's training season, my friends. You can take a little bit of time off for yourself. You can cool down the iron. We spend a lot of time forging that thing. But we never want to veg all the way out. If we can periodize our training, and this is what we'll talk about today, is I got four tips for you. We could kind of treat our training season like a season of training that an athlete would do. Maybe we can get a little bit more out of our fitness. And this is all in hopes that, yo, the intensity inside the gym, some of you guys – are mental giants, right? Like you you'll pull up into the gym and whatever you had going on for that day, and it possibly is because you figured a lot of this behind the curtain stuff out already, right? But a lot of you will come into the gym, you try to do your thing, and like you'll put out the top level effort all the time. Some of you are mental giants, like you get it, and you know how to push that throttle when you need to do it and when you don't, right? You guys ever heard of the idea of a pomodoro? A Pomodoro is a workflow, all right? So let's say you got a bunch of tasks in front of you you're trying to build. Let's just say you're trying to build for one of your friends. They got kids. You're trying to build a jungle gym, right? Well, you don't go out at you know 11 a.m., try to build the entire thing by 4 p.m. No, 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 no. You plan. You plan, you optimize, you strategize so that what you want is a nice – even flow of work so that by the end of the day or the end of the project, you spent as little energy as possible, you solved as many problems as possible, and you didn't waste a ton of your own energy, well, energy, and you didn't suffer injury as a result. The theory is this. If you wanted to build that jungle gym in like four hours, right? you wanted to go and get the hot steel poles and cement them into the ground first you had to set out the foundation you had to clear away what was there then you had to go and get the right hardware and start climbing right of course that assumes you blueprinted the whole thing out first to begin you wanted to do all these steps and you just went in there and said yo i'm going to start when i wake up right i'm going to start when i wake up barely have any breakfast and just get to the business then when i finish i finish Well, the theory is that's going to take you infinitely longer than it would if you actually work your plan, your work, and work your plan. That's what a Pomodoro is essentially. A Pomodoro is working really hard, staying really focused for bouts of the day in order to increase your efficiency, not of, not necessarily productivity. Right? You're not trying to earn somebody some more money or yourself, but you're trying to be efficient. You're trying to keep your energy up. And so it's a Pomodoro means if I was building a jungle gym, I plan really hard for 35 minutes. Then I kind of switch into a different energy system. I take a little time. I have a break, right? I don't do any more planning for a while. I start building. And then when I go back, all right, I build for another 30 minutes depending on how demanding it is. I take 10 minutes off. These little blocks are designed to make sure that that thing don't take you an infinite or don't take you 40 days to build a jungle gym that you could build in 4 days. Right? And that's the idea behind the Pomodoro. Well, this dude Matveev and the idea of periodization is such that and I want you guys to get to to get hip to this. It's like spend as much time doing the most difficult challenges inside of your training regimen all the other times. And I literally mean All the other times where your focus isn't supremely sharpened, okay? So, like, if you're working, let's just say you're doing upper body this week. This is your mesocycle for the next two weeks is to work mainly your upper body. You're never exclusively doing this, but you're mainly. And so when you get off into the gym, you're going to start working on your decline presses. Declines have to be the singular focus most of those days if you want to see some gains in long term. So if you were going to work your decline, you're not going to spend time doing flat branch. You're not going to spend a lot of time doing heavy deadlifts. You're going to spend only the necessary amount of time doing your decline. You're going to work very heavy. You're going to then spend the next training cycle bulletproofing. Then after that, you don't do anything. Then you go back to it. Maybe you don't work as heavy, but all of your focus is right there. If we do what the traditional mindset is for working out and getting active inside the gym, it's iron on iron. It's 10 reps. It's hard. It's as many as you can, AMRAP after AMRAP. And what I noticed and what, look, the biggest paradigm shift has been is you get tired, you burn out, and you bounce. You can't train anymore. You're injured, you're tired, and more importantly, you're burned out. And that's, that's the biggest anathema to training ever. Ever, ever, right? It's that burnout. I would like to see that you guys come with the same look. It's impossible to keep the intensity high all the time, but I'd like to see that intensity high as much as you can do it when you're here doing your thing, all right? When you're outside doing your hikes, right? When you're in the climbing gym working on your bouldering. So we're going to talk about the four ways, all right? Training seasons are broken down so that athletes have time to relax and they don't get burnt out, right? It's the worst thing ever when an athlete gets burnt out. They start to feel – they don't grow. When you're in like high-level athlete, even if you're not a professional, and you start burning out, what happens is you stop receiving all the benefits of your fitness. You stop seeing strength gains, right? You might regress. That's not very – Immediately likely, but you don't get any more gains. The fatigue lasts a lot longer, not to mention changes in your mood, right? There's a ton of things that happen when you experience overtraining, okay? Not to mention inflammation, your eating gets all messed up. That's for elite athletes. So most of us out here or semi-elite. Now, most of us are not in that same camp, but we need to start thinking of our training in tessellated blocks in the same type of manner. Yo, your training's got to be in pieces, my friends, or you're not going to get to the end of the line. You're not going to get to that final goal. A lot of the time, you take your foot off the pedal, you stop, and it's human. We forget what the big motivator was for us to step in there in the first place. We forget to reinvent, honestly, that goal And adjust for what's going on in our current life and forget about what we wanted in the first place necessarily, right? So that we can create a new goal inside of our fitness. You came in wanting to lose 32 pounds, right? And you lost half that, but you got really strong. Well, now it's time to use all the strength, the new metabolism to lose even more weight, for example, How do you do that? Well, you start doing stuff that uses a lot of strength. It's pretty simple. You know, I used to have someone who would ask me how she can get better at training her clients. Um, A particular client that was getting excessively strong. And we were in the gym together and I used to watch this person work with their clients. And yeah, her clients, her trainees, whatever you want to call them. We're getting excessively strong, but I noticed they were doing like a lot of heavy, heavy lifts. Also, getting strong. It was a big victory for this person and their trainer because it was like, "Yo, they never lifted heavy in their life. They're always just overweight." But now they kind of hit a wall. My suggestion, and this is the suggestion of any like coach who sees it, anyone who's been in the gym. You know, it's not some kind of specialized, nuanced advice, but it's just like, oh, we'll start having them do high reps. Do the thing that's going to get your metabolism up more, and uses the strength you have to set new goals, specifically for body fat loss and weight loss. Okay, that's one way, as a matter of fact, to stay engaged during a training season. If it's training season, you guys, let's go through it. I want you guys to make your workouts and your fitness appointment attendance, meaning I want it to be a big circle on that calendar. Your training session, at least one of them every week, you got to circle that bitch and just be like, hey, this is when we're going to get in. Get it in. This is what I'm here to do. All right? Something has to be, one of your training sessions has to be, More important than the others. This is my suggestion for you guys to stay engaged and do the type of fitness year-round, year-round, pretty much year-round, until you get to your goal. All right? Until you get to your goal. And it has to be either the goal you set in the beginning or a reinvented goal. So number one, I want you guys to have an end date in mind. I want you guys to think about it. I want you guys to have an end date in mind. I think I told you guys before there was somebody that I used to train who was really, really um, – she was a, um, a Ph.D. in music, and she had hit her goal. We worked together for about three years, and she hit her goal. And this was a woman that was really – she was a very smart person, and she didn't think of herself as like an aesthetic – fitness advocate like she wasn't posting on the gram looking for attention at all she wasn't that person at all and what happened with this lady is she hit her goal she lost the 20 pounds that she wanted to lose initially she got back into her weightlifting learned a lot of the boxing that she wanted to use in order to defend herself on a daily she hit all of those goals well she got to a point where reinventing herself. Didn't it took a long time for her to do that? All of a sudden, I noticed that she started caring a lot more about how she looked in jeans and other things. And look, that's fine. You know what I mean? That's not a bad thing. You want everybody wants to look good. I assume. Well, maybe you don't. I don't care necessarily for me, but I, whatever. Sometimes it's different for men and women, especially. But a lot of us want to look good and we want to show off all of our hard work. So that's fine. I'm not judging. Nor should anyone else. That ain't the point. All I'm trying to say is her goal switched from East Coast to, to West Coast. It was like amazingly different. Complete diametric shift. And i noticed that it had a lot to do with us having a hard time reinventing. We needed an end date in mind. So number two is, if you don't have an end date where you're going to stop training altogether and then shift into a maintenance schedule where you're not pushing the pace all the time, looking for that 1%, what you got to do is you got to create an end date. There's a lot of folks out here creating end dates left and right. I want you guys to know that that is a very smart thing, but it also could be a very distracting thing. It's very smart. Because you give yourself a time frame with which you could get through it. A lot of coaches will tell you that when you have a wedding coming up, when you have a vacation coming up, right, the band's getting back together. You'll often do a lot better inside the gym. You actually work out a lot harder. You're really more about that life for that moment. All right? That's because you want to show up, you want to show out. Create yourself an end date. Create one for yourself, right? You get that. You have your um, significant, your partner. You want to take them out on a date. Make it so that that is one of your end dates. Be smart and do that once a month. Watch how your training intensity starts to shift. When something's on the calendar, some of you I know, also by the way, you take a lot of vacations and that could be a distraction to a training session. It's never training season, but maybe, maybe you can use that frequency to your advantage. If you always have an end date, you always have a reason to train a lot harder. So if you do take lots of vacations, that's cool. But Use that time frame, use those breaks in regular training to be not hyper aggressive with your training, but to be more focused with what you're doing, knowing that you have an end date in mind. Number three, I want you guys to practice eating not so much in bursts. So, this is where diets come in. Um, Diets always are the anathema to growth and gains. And that's why I downplay all of them for the most part, right? But largely, you guys, don't think of your eating as this cyclical type of thing, unless, of course, you're in high-level competition. If you are in high-level competition, then you have to do the thing where you start cutting out certain types of sugars, you start cutting out eating after certain periods, you trim your water, you eat less sodium, and the like. All of those things do matter when you're eating for competition. However, most of us need to just apprise ourselves of cooking more and shopping more in general. For me, when I started to take more control over my entire feeding cycle, I'm talking about buying food myself, thinking about how to make as much stuff from scratch. Some people are just kind of naturally more about that where they're trying to make all their food from scratch. And if they can't, they're not messing with it too much. Try to be in that space where you're buying your food, you're making a lot of it from scratch, as much as you can without, like, you know, like noodles. You're not going to make noodles from scratch all the time. It's kind of a waste of time for you guys, for me, for everybody. But as much as you can, maybe that means you start making your own bread. I don't know. There's sourdough starters out there that are pretty easy to make, very easy to make, and they taste amazing, right? Right. It's not as difficult as it sounds. You'll probably just have to spend a little more, bit more time buying storage containers and saving a lot of what you do make because a lot of what you do make is going to spoil a lot faster also. So that's one of the moves that you need to be thinking about is cooking more and shopping more and being in full control of your feeding cycle. All right. So those are the three tips that I'm going to give you guys. Make your To help make your training appointment training during your training season, break your training up into pieces and spend three weeks, six weeks attacking one type of goal. At that point, shift and try to not necessarily attack, but go after, chase down, hunt down, right, which I guess would be attacking, but try to. Accomplish another type of challenge. Maybe it's super divorced from the first challenge. Don't matter. Find another challenge and accomplish that one. Train like you have an end date in mind. Create one if you don't. Maybe that's an event on a calendar. Look, I believe in being holistic with mine, with my fitness, with my life you're doing more of the stuff you love, all of your training starts to make a lot more sense. And that's the bottom line. Create an end date. And don't practice eating in cycles. Train in those cycles, but don't necessarily eat in those cycles. You're eating for health. You're not eating to work. I actually had a kickboxing coach who told me that um, a long, long time ago. All right, In his French accent. I came to practice. I had a t- I was in college at the time. And I actually paid them to start training me. And uh, I think I had two. Two. I, this is going to sound weird. Liquor store tacos. Yes, there was a taqueria inside of a liquor store. They made great tacos. I had two. What is that? Maybe 300 calories. Meanwhile... I'm getting pushed around by a 220 pound, six foot two, <laughs> kickboxing coach because I'm totally gassed. You know what I'm saying? About 15 minutes into this thing, and he looks at me and he goes, and "He goes, what happened? Why are you so soft?" And I go, "Oh, I was working. Why didn't I didn't eat? Why didn't you eat that much?" Oh, I was working. And he looks at me and he goes, "Dude, you eat to live. You don't eat to work." And It always stuck with me because most of us eat to work, (laughs) but that's not why you actually eat. You eat to sustain your energy levels throughout your day because that's life, all right? I'm going to stop it right there, all right, you guys? Give it a shot. Let me know how it turns out. Stay involved and engaged in your training season. EgoKillerShow.com is where you go to let me know how it worked out. Also on the substack, hit me there for the newsletter. Until the next one, you guys. Oh, yeah, Apple Podcasts, if you'd like to rate this episode. Until the next one, thanks for listening. Stay up.